Hello everybody, it is I, Lindsay Rogers, and welcome to uh the welcome back to Anything Else to Add Podcast with Lindsay Rogers. This is episode number ten of the of the podcast. Um now understand if you guys don't know, um uh, I will be talking about a lot of things that's going on. Gaming stuff, uh specifically, uh I will be talking yeah, I meant to say, I said specifically, I meant specifically, I will be talking about Call of Duty, the franchise that is including the Call of Duty League and the Call of Duty Mobile World Champions. <coughs> uh, my thoughts about why both the kicking off the CDL season and wrapping up the Call of Duty Mobile world is looking cringe and awful because I don't know why we have to go all in while well, everybody has to go into like scrunching up into groups I mean why can't we just you know do like how it is I'm sorry I'm being a little bit too angry right now but I'll let you guys know how I'll let you guys know what's going on with that on top of that, uh, also, I will be furthermore talking about some other stuff and also including TV shows. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk about some stuff, shall we? Okay, first of all, in the last episode, I do want to reiterate something. In the last episode, I mentioned about the NCIS crossover event that was supposed to be slated on January 2nd. For some reason, it's been pushed out back to January 9th. And as of right now, there's no reason of explanation why it was pushed back. As far as I can say, a very much of an article of from... Uh, Digital Spy says about this. Um, this says here, the article states, the upcoming NCIS crossover event has been delayed, but don't to be disheartened, it is not by too long. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it says here, last month, broadcaster CBS confirmed the huge event which includes the main NCI series alongside spin-offs Hawaii and Los Angeles. While it was originally slated to air on January 2nd, it has now been confirmed that it has been pushed back by a week to Monday, January 9th, without no explanation why. Uh, the event will... I, unless I'm not mistaken, I mean, there's no football games going on. I don't know. I'll, I will... I still have no information yet. Anyway, the article continues says here, the event will start on the main NCS series and see agents from the three forces all converge in D.C. to attend a retirement party before finding themselves investigating a suicide. The event will merge into the events of Hawaii and Los Angeles, which, all ep- which air episodes over the course of the evening. We are so excited to finally have the long-awaited first-ever NCI-verse crossover to share with our passionate, loyal viewers, Amy Resenbach, 
executive vice president of the current program at CBS previously said, without an explanation why. Uh, the popularity, longevity, and continued success of the franchise is testament to the immense talent of the cast and writing and producing teams who bring these shows to life. They came up with a thrilling story for this epic three-hour event that creatively brings all three NCS teams together for fans to enjoy in one night and beyond. The event is also to set pay tribute to late Hawaii writer and story editor Yakira Chambers, who recently passed away at the age of 42. Maybe that's the... Okay, um, if that's the reason why, they then they should just said that. Because they wanted to add that in. But... that I don't know if that's true or not. Anyway, here's an article from Deadline. They said it's echoing Digital Spy, but anyway, it says here, exclusive, CBS and TAS is gearing up for its mega three, uh, three-way crossover with the spin-offs NCIS Los Angeles and NCIS Hawaii on January 9th, and Deadline has the first look at the trailer above. The NCIS crossover run will center around a very personal high-stakes case to take down a mysterious hitman. Teams members from the different NCS divisions come together in, in Washington, D.C. to celebrate a beloved flexi professor who taught multiple members of each of the squads. On the eve of the celebration, the professor is found dead of apparent suicide, and his former students immediately suspect foul play. While they investigating his past, they uncover a mysterious hitman, and the more they dig, the bigger the targets on the backs become. Members of the team are suddenly kidnapped, and all the agents must come da- come together to take down the assassin and save their own. Anyway, it says here the first time in its 20-year history the world's most beloved CBS franchise will have a three-way crossover event, and we couldn't be more excited to share it with the fans. Christopher Silbert, NCS Hawaii, and co-showrunner and executive producer tells Deadline, Our heroes come together to say goodbye to a beloved mentor, but what simply... But what starts simply blossoms into a multi-layer of international conspiracy that spans three cities and requires every one of your favorite NCS characters to solve. Cast member crossover including Wilma Valderrama, Gary Cole, Vanessa Lachey, Crystal Donald, LL Cool G, Yasmin Albusakmi, Noah Mills, and Sean Murray. The night kicks off with NCS at 8 with the episode titled Too Many Cooks, Followed by NCS Hawaii with Deep Fake at 9, and NCS Los Angeles wraps up with the night with A Long Time Coming. The special event will also be available to stream via Paramount+. Plus. Okay, I don't know how much about this, and even though there was not much of mentioning of this, this. 
Oh, jeez. Somebody else, another one telly too? Oh, good grief. Ugh, maybe that's also another reason. So, yeah, uh, apparently there was a passing of an NCS uh, writer. And I actually remember seeing uh, Vanessa Lachey uh, posted on her Instagram account. It was very sad. But now there's also something happening. Anyway, it says here, Terrence O'Hara, NCS and NCS Los Angeles director, dies at age 76. The former actor also helmed everything from Silk Stockings, Renegade, and Dr. Quinn to Jag, CSI, and Grimm. Um, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Terrence O'Hara, who directed 85 episodes of the CBS drama NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles from 2003 until this year, died December 5th at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, after a five-year battle with cancer, sir, his family announced. <coughs> he was six, seventy-six. A former actor who studied at the American Film Institute, O'Hara was a director for more than thirty years. Along, also worked on such other shows as The Blacklist, Smallville, Nikita, Latimer, Rosewood. Heroes, the un- the unit, legends, dollhouse, grim, sons of anarchy, the shield, CSI, crime scene investigation, Jag, angel, magic C- city, the X Files, dark angel, touched by the angel, and Pacific Blue. <sighs> His fifty sixth and final NCIS episode. Birds of Feather, the show's 19th season finale, aired May 23rd, the last of his 29 NCS Los Angeles assignments bonafides aired in March. He also helmed four episodes of NCIS New Orleans in between 2014 and 2016. <clears throat> One of Terrence's many strengths as a as a director, came from his curiosity and understanding of human nature. NCIS executive producer Mark Howitz said in his statement, he loved exploring human emotion and the things that make people tick. Whether it was a new actor in their first role on screen or the star of the show, Terrence had such an instinct for helping actors for quickly figuring out what each other, their Figuring out what each one of them needs. His ability to guide and take them to the next level was amazing to watch. He was always searching and pushing to find and and reveal the human moments and the things that an audience recognized as the truth. No matter how stressful the circumstances, everyone working with him knew. Who Terrence is here, we'll get through this, and it's going to be great. With empathy and openness, Terrence was a great director, an artist, and truly honest man, and a dear, dear friend. The son of an accountant, Terrence Joseph O'Hara, was born in Newark, New Jersey. Really? On Christmas Day in 1945, 
Really? Oh my god, he almost turned 77 if he was still alive. Oh, jeez. <sighs> oh, jeez. Why it just feels weird. Oh, crud. Anyway, um, uh, he started acting at Exus Catholic High School and attended Rutgers University for two years and then the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London. Really? He performed off-Broadway, regional and repertory plays before landing on TV gigs such as Ryan's Hope, which is somewhat connected to General Hospital. Do not ask me why or how I know this. Uh, Mrs. Columbo, Chips, and the greatest American hero in the late 1970s and early 80s. He moved to Los Angeles in 1981 and got into the AFI as a directing fellow for one year and then was invited back for a second. He made his directing debut on the slasher film Dark Well Room in 1989, then called the shots for several episodes of Stilk Stalkins and Renegades for Stephen J. Canal and Stu Stegall. He entered the the CBS fold in 1996 with Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, and it says here, survivors include his second wife, Shana. They were married for 36 years. Children, Stacy, John, and Maddie. Sister, Judy, brothers, Stephen and Chris. Grandchildren, Brian and Catherine and Jesse and... And Jesse, a 14-year-old Terrier Mutt. Aww. Donations in his memory can be made to the World Central Kitchen and or the Red Cross. Terrence waged a heroic battle with cancer until he couldn't, but for five years, years wore his struggle with unmatchable grace, his family said. He continued to read, do the dishes, walk the dove, shovel snow, hang Christmas life ice, and have been and have dinner with friends and never felt sorry for himself through that would been have been okay. His fortitude is one for the eight, just he will be deeply, dearly, madly missed. Wow. That is something. I mean That is shocking. And I had no... I think I've seen that at episode. Of, actually, I did talk about it, but... That's sad, really. So, my thoughts about this is, yeah. I guess... I don't know. They're probably going to fit that in. If that's the reason, then they should explain that. But I guess not. <laughs> I mean, there's still... I still feel like they should have an explanation about this. Um, But, yeah, it's very sad that now they have to mourn two people. Oh, and it's really hard to deal with. I mean, seriously. But still, I mean, doesn't explain much. Now... I know what you guys are going to say to me, who's this professor, Lindsay? Um, I don't know, because to tell you the truth, 
Um, how do I put this? Um, I don't know who did all who did for everybody else, but I think for Nick and probably Jessica. I'm not 100% sure about Jessica, but for Nick, I think he learned a lot of things from Alex Quinn. And you and remember her back in season 14? If you don't, go watch the episodes. Watch the full season. If it's available right now on Paramount Plus and also on other networks. But let me explain. Uh, I think Nick learned... I, I don't know how... how I don't know how everybody had learned a lot, but for Nick Torres, he learned things from Alex Quinn. Now he now she did the same thing for I think Ellie Bischoff, but as we all know, that Ellie went completely. As you guys don't know, Ellie had went completely rogue. Now I'll explain to that as well. But the other person, I mean, unless I mean unless. The person they're referring to is something that I guess Timothy McGee will remember. Sure. But I don't know about the others as well. So that's something very questionable to talk about. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, it still doesn't explain to me about why and who would... Now, if this is all about leading to a hitman, and turns out it's somebody that they also know, I mean, sure, why not? But I don't know. We'll have to, I don't know how I would feel about this. But I will furthermore talk about this because, um, you know, it's kind of weird when I go over with the NCS as an NCS Hawaii episodes that kind of missed out, and also with NCS Los Angeles. So, bear with me for that, okay? Okay. Alright, so let's talk about the CDL and the Call of Duty Mobile uh, Worlds, because uh, there's a lot of things that needs to be uh, addressed out, and need to be called out, and a lot of other things. So let's talk about this, shall we? So apparently, um, the kicking off the uh of now I should say before this whole entire Call of Duty weekend went down, I do want to say a few things. First of all, let me address the what happened the day before. So it, I think it is from the day before, or actually before. Um, what happened was. Uh, a member of the uh, the one who's been I guess runs the uh uh LAC's uh social media uh accounts as well as the um featured in the videos uh who is also I guess to say is also part of the One Heart Thieves. His name is Josh uh C H X. I don't know how you said it, but Anyway, uh, sorry for that. Anyway, Joss ended up doing something crazy that even Jack Dunlop, a.k.a. Courage, says that he says he would offer to pay a, the fines. But in other words, he would actually have Nishop to pay for it. Because <laughs> he says he would have to give the money off of Matt. In other words, Nishop's paying the fines. 
But let me explain. <coughs> Apparently, um, for some reason, uh, there was supposed to be a uh, a huge. Apparently, there was a tiebreaker between the L.A. Thieves and the London Royal Ravens. Now, they were supposed to have this stream on... They were going to stream this this on... Well, they said they would stream this on TikTok. But for some reason, uh, somebody in the CDL says, No, you should not stream it. I'm like, what? Why? So, because of that... John Sides did think something in order to trick these guys. What happened was he decides to jump in he decides to grab his phone, gets onto Twitter, decides to use the spaces as to cast the the battle between the London Royal Ravens against the LA Thieves. And my thoughts right away is why would you be that stupid? You should let them cast it. Uh, uh, let the fans see that. N- instead, Joss had to be so crazy enough to go into Twitter spaces and do it the old-fashioned way. A eh? That was done, like, what, in the 1940s? I mean, seriously. Hey. That is the dumbest thing. Is you sh- they're not letting them to stream it. I'm like, for what reason? Why you wouldn't let that? Anyway, so first of all, props to Josh to help out everybody. And second of all, let's go over. Let me go over how everything went down in the uh. In the uh. Uh, brawl. Sorry, in the sorry, in the uh, Call of Duty League and the Call of Duty Mobile Worlds. Um, to start off with, uh, let me specify it. Uh, it was it was a complete mess because they decided to have run uh in order. I guess in order to figure out unplumb the bracket, they decided to have gameplay of everybody playing this. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Anyway, I was so I was so confusing, so annoying. But here's how this went. Um, so far for the for those who had so far apparently, um, for those who have qualified into the major bracket, we have the New York Subliners, the LA Thieves, Toronto Ultra. And Elena face. Now they're waiting to see who's gonna go, uh, fight the who's gonna be also part of the bracket, and that includes gonna be the, a is who's gonna be, into this. In other words, who will be facing off against the New York Subliners, and that is between, and those who. I can fight this over for between Optic Texas and it's against the Florida Mutineers. Yes. Um, the ones who are going to be facing off against the LA Thieves 
is between <coughs> Seattle's surge against the Los Angeles Gorillas Academy. Yeah. Uh, to those her fake, and there will be the one of uh, the team between the those who are going to find out who's going to be facing against Toronto Ultra between the Minnesota Roca against the Los Angeles Gorillas, and finally the match between uh Challengers Elevate against the Las Vegas Legion. And happily to say, I'm just gonna say this: it's gonna be a le it's gonna be up to Texas, uh, Seattle Sarge, um, probably is gonna be the Los Angeles Gorillas, uh, or the Minnesota Road Car, because I don't know about that. And then the Las Vegas uh, Legion is gonna be get in there now. It sounds crazy, but then, of course, let me jump over to the Call of Duty mobile part. So, apparently, thanks to uh, Elijah Jackson, a.k.a. Hawk's Nest, he tweeted off this, says, Current at play Call of Duty mobile world championship bracket. Which match are you most excited to watch? Well, well, uh, oh, uh, Elijah, bruv, we all know we all looking forward to Chop Gaming. Now, let me just address something before I go over this. I am disgusted by trolls who are spreading out fake news. The reason why is somebody tweeted at Tribe Gaming, despite it was completely been hidden. But let me explain. Somebody share screenshots of accusing seeing Tribe Gaming of bribing. And thankfully that I'm just glad Cody is completely ignoring this. But I will say this, this to anybody. Stop spreading fake news. You're thinking trolling, this, is, this kind of trolling is okay. It is not okay. And the reason why is Tribe Gaming never take a bribe. They never do bribes either. There. For those who are saying that, they're just too bitter because they're upset because their favorite teams, teams are either they got kicked out. I mean, shockingly to say, the team known as Q9 that Trigaming took on got kicked out. Now, which is kind of sad, even though they, even though they, who's such a, a troll, uh, says, oh, they're good players. I'm like, really? Then what ha the heck happened? So anyway, but not only did they destroy, not only did they defeated uh, Q9, and for some reason, since somehow they gained rebound to it, but Scars is the other team that they that Tribe Game did defeat in order to get to the uh, quarterfinals. And for some reason, if you guys don't know, Scars is actually considered to be Tribe Gaming's 
rival in honor of kinks. And let me explain that. And also, I also want to talk about stamina too. But anyway. So, so I know you guys are saying, Lindsay, what does Scar, why are you saying that Scars is considered to be a rival for tribe gaming? What happened was, Scars was actually one of these, one of the teams that ended up spanking Tribe Gaming's Honor for Kings. In other words, their Honor of Kings defeated Tribe Gaming's Honor of Kings. In other words, they humiliated did MT as his twin brother Stove of and their teammates Demon King, Hitman, and G M. M. And it's Jeroba. Uh, uh, and also their coach, Asmo. So I was really shocked. But now Tribe Gaming's Call of Duty mobile team, that li that is of Captain Bolu, Mashi, Vague, a Tectonic, and Jez with uh, Slothy as, as, uh, as, uh, as a substitution, um, took out their, had just spanked their, their Call of Duty mobile team. Now, if Tribe Gaming and Scars crossed each other, there, I mean, I'm looking forward to them, um, giving them round two, because that's payback for, for messing around with the Honor of Kings team. <laughs> anyway, now, I'm going to say something really silly, but I know people are going to suggest maybe Tribe Gaming and Luminosity Gaming are going to be the last two teams face. But here's my thought. I think it's going to be Tribe Gaming against Stanima Esports. And here's the reason why. <laughs> if you guys don't know, I had spoken, I guess, in a couple of episodes ago. That um, for Tribe Gaming, I was predicting out that Tribe that I really wanted to see Tribe Gaming North America versus Stanima Esports in the Brawl Stars World Finals. So despite that, it was very awkward for because both teams got eliminated in the semifinals in the Brawl Stars World Finals due to Zeta David. Due to Zeta Division's two teams, Zeta Division Zero and Zeta Division One. <laughs> so, <coughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so if that ends up coming true, if it does, this is gonna bite me in the butt. I'm just hoping for Tribe Gaming to destroy them. And the reason why I'm saying that is, well, it's a little bit much of a payback after the humiliation for Stanima Esports did to uh, Tribe Gaming in Colombia when the two teams that were representing the North America uh, and Latin America North region um, kindly in humiliated them. Um, um, in Bogota, in, uh, Bogota, Colombia. P but please do not ask me why or how, but, 
Oh, it was bad. And, of course, the streaming kind of stinked down there. I mean, but their gaming lounge was really kind of cool. But otherwise, it was nuts. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. I really hope for Tribe Gaming to come out on top of this. And no matter if it is the... It is their it scars their honor of king's rival, Stanima Esports, their Brawl Stars rival, or Luminosity Gaming, which of course if Tribe Gaming defeats Luminosity Gaming, I decided to help out and send those dorks pack and and special delivery to Jerome and Seti, and then. and then send him flying into the sigils. In Los Angeles. <laughs> I know. A little bit spicy. <laughs> Although I'm kind of shocked that the New York Subliner's Mobile Mayhem got eliminated. Oof. I know they defeated that uh, Godlike, but oh boy. So yeah. Now, all I'm just going to say right now is. For those who are still thinking that Tribe Gaming is bribing, please go get a life and also touch grass, too. I know I'm saying spicy things, but yeah, seriously. I'm very hopeful that Tribe Gaming is going to come out this on top because I have... I trust uh, their Call of Duty mobile team to come out uh, on top. Anyway, so the four teams, the, so the uh, eight teams that qualify for it are going to fight it out to, towards the ending, towards the grand finals. They are Smart Omega, Skade, Tribe Gaming, Wolves, Inco, Stalwart. I wonder if they're related to the Stalwart Brawl Stars team. <laughs> Scars, Luminosity Gaming, and Stamina Esports. So, this might be very much interesting. Okay. But, like I said about for the Call of Duty League, like, I'm, like, it's going to be crazy. Now, if you guys don't know, yes, Luminosity Gaming has a stake like, in the Call of Duty League because their team um, that they kind of have staked on is uh, Seattle Search. Now they're facing off against the challengers, the just the uh, Los Angeles Gorillas uh, Academy, which I kind of predicted in saying that Seattle comes out of this. So, but still, though, for those who are wondering who I feel is going to win, this is going to be a toss up between for the who's going to win the major bracket, major one bracket. It's going to be a toss up between. Um, LA, like these who are the, the defending champions, and, and it's either between them and the and Optic Texas. Now I know most of you guys are saying, why do you think Optic Texas could? Well, understand this: this is uh, Scum's final season in the Call of Duty. Uh, in the Call of Duty League because he's retiring after this season. So, 
I hope you guys do understand where I'm coming from when I say that. So yes. If there's anybody who definitely is going to win this, I 100% saying that. Because otherwise, I don't want them to know City Gaming and then their CDL counterpart, Seattle Surge, comes up on top of this. This is Tribe Gaming's year, and either it's going to be LA Thieves or Optic Texas. Because <laughs> after all, you don't mess with family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, I do want to share this information. Apparently, my good friend and 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 uh, caster uh, Panda will be casting the Asia Mobile Esports Tournament with Wiggly's Poo on, I guess, Panda's Twitch channel. Oh. Um. Apparently, he's going to be uh, casting in it. Um, apparently, a Twitter account called uh, League Pass has uh, tweeted out the information. And... I guess they are. I guess they have gone and announced the teams who are partaking in the uh, into this tournament. Um, this will be taking place on, I guess, on December seventeenth. Anyway, the teams are the following: we have Peak Chance. Easy win, and whoever is going to win that that is going to be facing against Prada in the semifinals, and then FN versus Genbar Nopolcham, whoever is going to win that will be taken on against in the semifinals against Free Win. Yes, and that's the teams that have doubts of the team's names, and that's how it is. Now, the teams are going to be partaking it. There is the FN from the rest of Asia regions. Um, the team of, let's see, there's Power Tech, Ek, who is a YouTuber, I guess. Uh, Shida, huh? FN1 Saigoki, and there are two others that are, I guess, in Taiwanese? I don't know. It's hard for me to see that. Then we have Ganbari no Pucham from Japan, and their team is consists of Wa Ochi, Milk Rio, and Lil Demsbli. Dems, Dems, Billy, see, I guess that's how you say it. Sorry, I'm butchering it badly. Anyway, then there's Peak Chance, who are from Japan, and the team is considered of, um, 
risk, risk, x, vesta, and, uh, picky. Peak. <sighs> anyway, easy win. Here's a team from India. The team of D Skills, Captain Rocks, Flick G, and Crescent. And of course, the team from representing Prada from Hong Kong, we have Jaden. And uh, a name that says, even though it's in Hong, I guess in Chinese, but I'm going to refer them as Matthew. Uh, there's also a teacup and L Lucina. Uh, <laughs> or I guess we can refer them as Ch It says here, Cha 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 Soda. So, yeah, Lucy, Teacup, Matthew, and Jaden. And anyway, there is the team from, uh, known as Free Run, the rest of Asia qualifier with Sergeant Class, Trash, Ant, and Chaffin. And actually, I think Sergeant Class actually used to rep played for, I don't know, Stalwart? Yeah, so that's much I can summarize for it. So, hopefully, um, that's much I can say about it. So, I don't know, I guess I should talk about this, but, um, let me do a little goat thing out. It's due to the fact that I ended up passing it out from my uh, being so tired and whatnot. I guess right now is they're going over, okay, I guess the day two uh, event at, of who is going to be taking part in the bracket um, for the Call of Duty uh For the Call of Duty League <coughs> will be played. Um, however, uh, before that happened, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, Call of Duty Endowment. And a um, yeah, if you don't know, the Call of Duty Endowment Bowl, all that was uh, was definitely played in Raleigh, a convention center, um, went down, and I guess, according to <laughs> I guess according to this I guess according to the standings and thanks to the tweet it was shared by Sean J which she stated GG's has a blast at the Call of Duty endowment 
Hint at Bowl 3, presented by USAA for an amazing cause. Third place for Air Force Gaming. Thanks for watching. So, I guess Sean played with the Air Force Gaming thing. So, in other words, the Royal Air Force had won. Uh, that's over in the UK. If you guys don't know, the Call of Duty Endowment is sponsored, is helping those who serve in the, um, serving thing, thing, uh, in the, those in the UK and the US. Yes. And every year, air, air, the call, this always goes down. Now, I don't know who was part, who was in the Royal Air Force, but I guess I, we're finding out some, I'm just trying to find out some information, but I guess for some of the members of Face Clans, like Pajamas and Swag, they teamed up with the Marine Corps Gate. Ring course keeping, and, and and which they got eighth place. Oof. <laughs> but the one thing for sure is, I'll say that it was. This is somewhat of a mess because we don't know who has uh, been involved into this. So. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to see the least, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, I just really put that out and also to point out that um, Call of Duty League is resuming for the gameplays. Now, tomorrow we'll be continuing on with the Call of Duty Mobile uh, world going on. And, and it's kind of crazy to say the least because, well, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of people who are at this. Yes. Especially those in Tribe Gaming. Uh, which is having a lot of representation. <laughs> at least I recognize some of the people. Like Rena, John, Gator, and Cody. <laughs> And there are some others who are definitely there to support Tribe Game, Ming's Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> it's Call of Duty Multi. If you guys don't know, they are had already advanced into the um, bracket. Now, I'll let you know how they do. And it's kind of crazy. But anyway, um, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Oh. Okay, so if you guys don't know, I follow Call of Duty, um, Intel. And they just tweeted out this information. 
Apparently, Los Angeles girls joined their academy team and also been eliminated from Major One. Oh my word. How did this happen? And but apparently uh Seattle Surge heads are in are in the uh tournament. And oof. So that means the Minnesota Roca is in the uh, bracket. I don't know if Los uh sorry, Las Vegas uh I don't know if Las Vegas uh Legion and either the Texas sorry, Optic Texas or the Florida Mutineers had uh gone into it or not. Um Let's see here. I don't know. Guess that's going down. Oh, wait. No, okay. So, yeah, I guess that's what everybody's waiting for. Here. As we speak. And I guess the bracket will kick off off ten, today at at six o'clock, so or sometime a little bit later. But I'll let you guys know how things go as we speak. But. <laughs> So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Alright, I want to point out this tweet that I just saw with my eyes. It's from Bobby Plays under his secondary account known as Bobby Spans. Anyway, in this tweet, he shares this crazy takeaway. He says here, day one takeaways. Lucas in... Is a monster as expected. No clue what to expect from Scars still. M1 Hawk is a clutch god. NAA, meaning North America, might be good at Call of Duty Mobile. Uh huh. Latin, Latin America in general was underrated. Omega was just messing with us at CDFI. And I'm like, what am I? I'm like, Bobby, you're so salty. And I know what you guys are saying. Why did you think Bob? Why you say that Bobby is salty? Well, first of all, uh, let's not for Let me just say this. He's salty because his team, team that he was totally cheering for, er, but decided not to. New York Subliners Mobile Mayhem. Well, they got their butts handed, and, and they're not on the bracket. Whereas Tribe Gaming and Luminosity Gaming are. Even though I have nothing to say about uh, Luminosity Gaming, except for I rather roast them, um, um, Rose Smith, 
when Sandy and oh, and uh, Jerome said, "Yeah, okay, Jerome is up." <laughs> I mean, seriously, y'all. I was like, those guys ended up joining the same in esports organization as Jerome Sati. I'm like, and Jerome, let's just say that. Uh, I guess Sigils knew about him signing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, at the very same time, let's not forget that not only Bobby is completely salty, on top of that, and I just reminded myself why he he's disrespecting Tribe Gaming, even though he's kind of cheering for them, is because, let's not forget about well over four months ago or so, uh, he he ended up getting his butt handed to him in a prop hunt in Call of Duty Mobile uh, uh, on the Tribe Frags YouTube channel, uh, which is Tribe Gaming's secondary channel. Anyway, in the video, you know, you know which I know I kind of get spoilers and stuff, but if you guys want to go check it out... It is really a very funny and good video. Oh, that is entitled Prop Hunt is the funniest game mode ever in Call of Duty Mobile. What happened was <coughs> Bobby along with Lex and OJ a a were all in, were all into this prop hunt hunt with the usual suspects of X of Trifrax, that is, of, of, um, <laughs> of Vague, A, Ferg, Imo, Hawksnecks, and Godsley. And yes, I did said Vague because Vague, A, even though he is part of the Trifrax Call of Duty mobile team, he's also is in, is part of the Trifrax Egg's uh, YouTube channel. If you don't know, look in the uh, <laughs> the Tribe Frags uh, in the Tribe Thags uh, header. You can definitely see Vague in the video. You can see Vague in the, th in the header. <laughs> Along with, with, well, Kyle, Yannick, of course, Lex, and OJ. I'm a godsly hot snacks and oh yeah and what's the <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was the weirdest thing ever to say the least, but anyway <laughs> So yeah so let me just and also and uh yeah, so kind of like real the spoilers because I'm saying this because Bobby is salty. Okay. Because straight away, I mean seriously, Bobby, a hey, I'm I know that I am putting my trust, my faith uh, in tribe game thing. Alright? And let me just say that because uh, let's start back in September, okay? The Tribe Gaming Clash of Clans team came into sec came second place. They are runners up, let's say. 
Uh, in other words, they lost to the Queen Walker Stephanie, which is a Japanese team. Lucas, who was the only, only representing of Tribe Gaming in the Clash Royale uh, of, of tournament towards the finals, but he felt short right in the quarterfinals. All right, now. In November, Tribe Gaming Honor of Kings got their butts handed in in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, the only victory they have was against Team Queso, which I shall remind you that Team Queso is somewhat of a rival. Well, I shouldn't say somewhat. They are, in fact, the rival to Tribe Gaming Brawl Stars EU. Oh. And apparently understand that uh, it was not very pretty, to say the least. Nice. And then, of course, there's now as for Tribe Gaming's brawl, two Brawl Stars teams, Tribe Gaming North America and Tribe Gaming Europe, or uh, uh, Tribe Gaming Europe, or Tribe Gaming EU, came aimed so close but got out in the quarterfinals. Else, but for Tribe Gaming North America Brawl Stars team, they came out into the semifinals losing to Zeta Division Zero. Oh. So, everything is now focused on Raleigh, North Carolina. And, and of course, I know a lot of people are going to say to me, it's like, that's really crazy, Lindsay. Well, it is. And that's why I am really, really, look, really hoping and thinking and praying Tribe Gaming comes out of this. this. And no matter what. I, either way, all I'm just saying is Bobby, you're salty. Eh. Unless, unless you're still, unless you're still cheering on for Tribe Gaming. Eh. Oh, and by the way, Scars is just too pathetic, in my opinion. I shouldn't say that, but because I never see much of the gameplay, because I ended up passing out. But I'm just saying, as long as Tribe Gaming kicks Scars' butt, I. Eh. Uh, because it's payback for their Honor of Kings destroying Tribe Gaming's Honor of Kings. Just saying. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I don't know why, but I am going to, even though I'm going to squeeze this in part of the podcast, because despite, I'm trying to keep this into a positive situation, but I can't. And it's something I have to deal with my mother and why I am very upset with her. Is the fact that she really lost her freaking mind. Let me explain. I've been very... Uh, what happened was, I started to come downstairs to try to take a nap. But for some reason, my mother came home from the pharmacy and went completely berserk. In other words, she decided to go all hysterical on me. To the fact is, I couldn't stand it. If you guys don't know what happened, uh, let me just tell you. I had a rough night 
rough time sleeping last night. And it's because I've been hearing these noises like, and it's thinking it's got to be a mouse else and try to go after my bag. And all of a sudden, and I couldn't get enough sleep. It was impossible for me. And I was so angry and upset. And, you know, I think maybe I'll sleep on the couch. I tried to, but as I was trying... Even though I also took a shower, I try to get comfortable. Next year, you know, my mother comes in. She goes puts the ice away because she stopped there. And then she comes in, says the girl, all hysterical in me, saying, You know, you need to do your clothes and stuff. You need to go wash it. I'm like, you didn't say anything about it. You should also take out the trash. You didn't say anything to me of that. You just came here and, and started blasting me. And she went all hysterical. Despite, I'm just, I'm just trying to sleep off, off because I'm very much exhausted from, from hearing noises late at night. But instead, she went all hysterical me, threatened me that I should not be, I shouldn't, that I, if I don't have, if I don't do my clothes, I shouldn't have food. You know, I'm sick and tired of this bull crap. All right. And she goes, oh, she's a realist. I mean, no, you're not. You're being hysterical. Oh. And what's worse than that is this, besides that she went all hysterical on me and tried to make me very upset, I decided to get out of her, get away from her, her, because she was being all hysterical and throwing tantrums. Humps. And I said, you know what, I'll just take a nice nap. Then I realized it's about four o'clock, and next thing you know, I'm hearing her saying, stupid, stupid, stupid. If she's calling me stupid, then, then she needs to stop it. Okay? I don't know why somebody was calling me stupid. But she's calling me so stupid. Just because you must be tired. Because you must have dealt with a bunch of idiots at the pharmacy. It doesn't mean you have the right to take this out on me. She went all hysterical on me. And I told her, you're being hysterical. Stop acting like this. No. She continues to yell at me. So I kept yelling at her. And she says, why is your brother not up? It's because he's still sleeping. Despite I warned my brother there, even though I don't know if he had said anything about it, but I sent him a text message on my iPad, and I said to him, be careful when going downstairs. Mom went all gung-ho on me because she didn't tell me that she wants the garbage to be taken out. 
which she would say a, a, the night before. Instead, she decided to go crazy on me. Because she thinks I did something wrong. And even though I just did it. <laughs> I just wanted to come away from sleep being in my room. And said she just went all crazy. And I don't need this. And now she's still gonna drive me insane. Well, too bad. I'm trying not to have my mental health. <laughs> to be... To be bothered just because she did not communicate with me last night and saying, oh, by the way, you need to take out the trash. Even if she said, oh, I did. I'm like, no, you didn't. You never said that. Even if I heard her say that, I don't think she really did. And it just continues to make me feel upset and angry. And she doesn't care. If she wants to go all hysterical, fine. <laughs> but I am not doing dealing with this when I'm trying to take care of myself. Because being tired and exhausted and because of stupid things going on is something that she doesn't get. And this is the reason also why I know a lot of people are just saying about this, but I'm going to say this. You know, people say you should have your own you need your own your own me time. Well, I can't have my own me time when it has to take, which I have to worry about my mother 24-7. The only time I'm trying to make myself feel happy is... Is to have a chance to do do my gaming stuff and try to watch TV, but no, I can't even do that without thinking, worried about my mother, and now she's calling me stupid.
It's not okay. I will never be okay. <laughs> because she's bullying me. <laughs> Just because she thinks it's okay when the vet does it's not. It is not okay what she's doing to me. It's all because she has to be a baby. As you can tell right now, I'm having a hard time breathing. It's just... Awful. Okay, I guess I can share some other more Call of Duty mobile. Uh, sorry, more Call of, sorry Call of Duty new more Call of Duty uh league news. Apparently, it's been really much of a shocking point to say this, but it is now finally happened. Apparently. It is coming out to a shock, uh, but apparently, as I can happily say, that the Lo Las Vegas Legion is go is already in the tournament, as they just land themselves on the bracket. However, there's a huge shock here. Or, Apparently, the Florida Mutineers eliminated Optic Texas out of the out of the first major. Holy smokes! So, apparently, here's what I can say about the bracket. So, Atlanta Face will be taken on against Las Vegas Legion. Minnesota Record will be taken on against Toronto Ultra. <coughs> the Los Angeles Daves will be taken on against Seattle Surge, and the New York Subliners will be taken on against the Florida Mutineers. But holy smokes, that is crazy. Let's see. I'll let you guys know how things go down um, into this, but this is crazy. Let's see. But. I am in shock, uh, but I'll take Texas got kicked. I'll take Texas being thrown off of the brackets. Bef it, oi.
Anyway, they shared a tweet said, GG's to Florida, eyes forward, or hashtag brick by brick. See y'all for major two qualifiers. Wow. This is a shock, to say the least. But, wow. That's crazy to see this happening. But, sheesh. Wow. Okay. I'm just starting to remember some of the episodes that I had seen in the past of, um, of NCIS. And thankfully my mom is watching this because, um, she is right now. So, <laughs> anyway... I do want to go over the first of the couple episodes that I failed to watch. And it's the ones called Love Lost. Now, the episode was directed by Rocky Carroll, who plays Leon Vance. And this is one of his... I don't know how many times he's been directing episodes on NCIS, but I forget. Anyway, in this episode, I would really importantly... Um, <laughs> to let you guys know... <laughs> Apparently, it just made me quickly think about it. Now, the main focus is on a character known as Felix Lasseter. Now, uh, I also want to inform you that it also... Now, what's the character about Felix Lasseter is he and his... Well, soon to be a, a uh, ex-wife, hopefully, um, Tara Flynn... <laughs> Are dealing are are nearly almost butting heads, because it turns out that Felix started off the episode with accusing his accusing his uh, wife, who is the secretary of the navy, um, trying to murder him, and it turns out it wasn't him, it wasn't her, somebody else was doing it. <sighs> so, anyway, so this is how the show episode starts. Now, I do want to point out that the two the two actors who were playing in the weird couple <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but it is you. Um, Carolyn Hennessy and Michael Kostroff. Now, I just remembered reason why I know about this is because both Carolyn and Michael on another TV shows they play lawyers. And if you guys didn't know, Carolyn Hennessy plays uh, Diane Miller on the daytime soap, the long, the date, the longest daytime soap opera in the United States and probably around the world, called um, General Hospital. Oh, <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying that because the because Australia had ended their prime time soaps, so. Or daytime so it's whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Carolyn plays uh, a uh, the actually she's not just a lawyer. She's the mob lawyer for uh, Sonny Corinthos. Somehow I remember that. <laughs> Don't ask me why or how. Now, as Michael Crossstuff, he he. He has somewhat of a recurring role on the on 
Another on the the what the considered to be the longest running prime time aim crime drama ever. Um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, where he plays the lawyer known as Evan Braun. I think that's yeah. I think he is a, plays a lawyer there, on there. I think that's his character does. <laughs> so yeah, I find it so irony that that uh, they both were, uh, land themselves on. Uh, both of them are on NCIS together, playing uh playing the husband and wife, who finds out that they're. Which, by the way, yeah, here's how this happened. Um, they both end up realizing that despite they were. That uh, despite that, Tara realized that how annoying her soon to be ex husband is because of the way how he acts. They both figured out why they were why they both found out why, and thanks to to uh thanks to uh Alden Parker and his team. I don't know why I keep saying it, but well, yeah. Um, it turns out that it turns out that uh, it wasn't Tara. It turns out that Tara and Felix's son-in-law. Yes, because it turns out they have a daughter. They're Arlene. It turns out. Their son-in-law, Victor, is the one who's doing, doing it. Hey. Oh, and here's another irony part. <laughs> I wonder why this episode of Love Laws to turn into not just two lawyers, but make it three. three. Because <laughs> Patrick Labor... To rocks, I think that's how you say it. Who plays this character known as Olaf? Ko- this character for this episode called named Olaf Kozlov. <laughs> he also had appeared all. He had previously appeared, not just on NCIS, but also the show that became from that is the spinoff from Mitt Jag as as. <laughs> has Lieutenant, well, actually, what is it? Lieutenant Commander now been promoted to Captain. Uh, uh, Bud Roberts to here. Yeah, I should say com- Captain Bud Roberts to here. Yep. <laughs> and here's the and here's the here's the funniest part as <laughs> I say this. Besides that, here's the funny part. Nobody didn't know this as much as I did, but uh, unless those on Twitter know, um, it turns out that I should mention this. But Patrick actually grew facial hair, hair, hair for this 
It's pretty f- crazy. So yeah, I find it so funny that there were that in this episode of Love Lost, it had it <laughs> that it features th- three actors who play lawyers. Nurse. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out um, what happened was. The reason why um, Victor did this to his going to be soon to be ex father in law is because it turns out he was trying to trying to very much harm Felix because it turns out if something very bad happened to Felix, Felix, his daughter Arlene in would get his life insurance any. In other words, it would be a big payment. And the reason why a Victor did this is because Victor was in gambling debt upon with Olaf. Despite um Victor is the uh despite the vit no sorry yes despite um Felix actually also was part of it as well so in other words yes as ex Felix was in factly staying away from the gambling things but because he already. I guess paid out, out to uh, of, if, but um, not Victor, and he got into serious trouble by messing around with uh, trying to do it, and because of that, he's he's ended up being arrested. Now I know you guys are saying, why didn't NCS arrested him? He should have been. Arrested by uh, the police. Well, despite that they haven't officially uh, did it, a divorce, um, technically he's still married off to the Secretary of the Navy, Tara Flynn. So that means NCIS can arrest him. Um, and this is not just only involved with him, but it also involves with their daughter so and it was crazy it was really kind of crazy to see this happen, but for um Arlene when she heard when heard, when uh, when she heard uh what what Parker and the others told them about why Victor did this this is because of the money he 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 that Arlene would gain if Felix end up croaking <laughs> so when she heard the truth she couldn't believe it she was horrified and then because of that uh, you know and despite of it all, they kind of somewhat bury the hatchet 
It's until Felix starts to complain about the trades. I'm like, Felix, knock it off. You both, you both aren't going to be needed. Don't worry about yourselves. Worry about your daughter who's going to need you the most. <laughs> yeah, host. <laughs> and maybe then they'll both heal. <laughs> because, you know... It is the worst thing to ever happen is to find out that the one who's actually trying to hurt you the most is somebody outside of your own family. No matter if you're married into it or you're part of that family through blood. But somebody else interferes and try to hurt you. Because they were, they're in love with your child, then it's totally messed up, and they deserve to be in jail. So, anyway, now the next episode is titled Turkey Trot. Now, I'm I'm remembering this. It is actually a really weird episode, but it's really it. Even though it's a weird episode, it is really written very much well. It's Written off by the one and only. Um, I shouldn't say not the one and only, but she did have a writing partner for this. Uh, Diana Reedsover, who plays Casey Hines. Now, she written this episode uh, with uh, a guy named Scott Williams. And what happened is, at a Thanksgiving event, an explosion nearly kills an admiral. Uh, but it turns out the perpetrator named Charles Samuels was aiming at Jessica Knight instead. Uh, and the reason why is his she's the brother of a veteran who uh, committed the self-deletion. Despite uh, Jessica trying to talk him down during her time as a react agent. Now, even though he has a grudge with Jessica, he ends up in a crazy romantic relationship with uh, Jessica's sister, Robin. Ultimately, takes the two of them hot with Casey hostage. And it turns out that both Jessica and Robin are, are forced to confront their mutual amnesty. In other words, let me explain. <laughs> See, what happened was a Thanksgiving event, which is the turkey trot, which is the name of the episode. What happened was, um, I think what happened was it, I think Knight was one of the, what happened was, I think Jessica was one of the runners in this, as well as, I think, I don't, I forget who else was. I think it was probably Nick. I knew Casey was. Anyway, the reason it, even though that, yeah, what happened was an explosion, which is actually somebody took a bullet and shot the, uh, the tank near the, uh, stand where the Admiral is. And at first they thought that they were aiming at the Admiral, and even though she wasn't the target. It it turns out Jessica Knight was. Now, the guy, Charles Samuels, yeah, he pursued a crazy 
romantic relationship with Jessica's sister, Robin. And so, yeah. And of course, there were a lot of other things that brought open up for Jessica and Robin to talk about, besides that, there are a lot of things that Jessica ends up revealing. If you guys don't know much about Jessica's story, is so far as I learned, Jessica's father is an NCIS agent too, and he still actually works, works there. Anyway, not only that, but on top of that, Jessica uh, has a mother who was very angry at her own daughter to join, to follow in her father's footsteps to become an NCIS agent. Her sister she has, named Robin, who's younger than her, is some is ended up careless, but at the same time also trying to start up businesses and try to earn that money. Anyway, in anyway, it a um Jessica and Casey are ended up spending time with Robin and apparently the guy who is the responsible for trying to harm Jessica, uh, Charles. And the reason why, it turns out that his brother was in fact at, was, was, ended up trying to commit self-deletion. I understand where I'm coming from. Anyway, the reason why that she, reason why he was after her is because he ended up admitting while holding the three of them hostage was that Jessica didn't do nothing much much to save his brother, which was entirely not true. It turns out, uh, just. It turns out for Jessica, she tells Charles she tried to. She fully did. And because of the watch she had, which apparently both of them were making fun of her about this. The watch she had, where she wore, despite that, the because of the phones. The reason she has, wears a watch is to remember the people who she had lost, especially Charles' brother. Her, her. And the reason why is so it helps her to remember to those who she had lost, especially her former her, uh, teammates who were part of the REACT team before she ended up in the major case response team. Aim, aim. Along with Alden Parker, uh, her, as well to be the part with Nick Torres and Timothy McGee, who is the who has been there the longest. Best. So, despite of it all, uh, what Charles did was very badly wrong. Oh. And despite of it, they ended up the the ladies get rescued by the guys, and especially 
And of course, Palmer, and of course, and of course, Jimmy Palmer had to come because he was very much concerned about Jessica, even though you know, she was not very much harmed by this. Um, she was actually just fine. It was just a really scary situation because Charles was being out of was being very stupid and did the most irrational thing and Zephyr not trying to hold somebody hostage and also tried to date said sister or who tried to talk to bro- try to talk to his brother it really was really weird to say the least and the reason why I'm pointing the, both of it out because it was the weirdest episode, and but I mean, I don't even though I do commend for uh, De, uh for uh for Diana Ritzover for her and for her writing partners um work on the episode, but it came, but it felt weird because it was a lot. Of, it was partly a sensitive topic. But despite holding three women hostage, especially with one who has one who has a girlfriend and one who's in love with uh with the with the medical examiner, and the other one who's just trying to impress her sister. Or despite that she found somebody, a, a, well, for Robin, hooking up with the one who tried to want to hurt her sister, you know, shouldn't even though she had no idea until they until till he went completely crazy. Either way, I do commend Diana's uh, writing because that was deep. <laughs> and that's why it felt weird. But it in it, and he got arrested. The, that Jessica and Robin eventually made up because the reason why, because it turns out that Jessica and Robin were at each other's throats. It's, especially when they were younger, or before Jessica decided to follow in her father's footsteps, being an NCS agent, while Robin was very much carefree. But at the very same time, she was trying to get into another business that maybe this time hopefully could be successful. And uh, I hope for Robin, she takes her sister or or her friend and maybe even her boyfriend, even though they don't want to put it as labels. But let's just face it, both both Jessica Knight and Jimmy Palmer are boyfriend and girlfriend. And the reason why they they don't want to just that, because I guess Palmer's still much... Trying to let go of some things, including to be 
still trying to still let go of some things, you know. He is very much trying to move on and ever since the passing of his wife Brianna uh and maybe some and maybe I don't know why it feels much good for Jimmy to find love again and 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 hopefully to ha- help his daughter to you know need to talk to somebody when she gets into this when she gets older because you know she'll be dealing with a lot of things and she needs somebody to talk to and what's the best is to have Jessica around and even Robin <laughs> I know I'm just saying <laughs> maybe I mean seriously if there's anybody who can help out Victoria Elizabeth Palmer it's Jessica Knight. I'll just say that. <laughs> but yeah. Even though I just don't want to see some them who had ended up having relationships that goes go far and find out it won't work. But because of because the spouses worked at another job somewhere else, but to have have a romance and while both of them work at the same agency, that's fine with me. I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, it happened. It if it if it can happen on NCIS Los Angeles, it can happen on the other shows as well. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah, it was just crazy to remember this episode because it was just that it was about it was about getting answers that didn't need to harm somebody for. But that's what it was, really. But it was a lot crazy, you know? Okay, now I have to switch back. So I got some little bit of a bad news. So Tribe Gaming is in the lower bracket because of them losing to a team known to call themselves Wolves. Now I think they are representing the Philippines. However, they're 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 hanging on by a thread as they're fighting in the lower bracket. However, something is really shocking to say the least. Apparently, I guess, uh, thanks to Cody, he probably tweeted this out, out under the Tribe Gaming Twitter account, a message from at Chief Pat. I'm like, wait a moment, Pat's there? Oh my word. Apparently, he... Apparently, I was like, he's there? I'm like, oh my word. I was like, bruh. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there's some people. Are, some people are like, chat uh, see him, him." I guess because because last time I had heard much from what's the situation with Chief Pat, he ended up got married. 
So, surprise, surprise, he's at, he's somehow uh, made it to rally to cheer on for the team. I'm like, good grief, man. Anyway, hey, if you guys don't know why, hey, that I'm in shock, it's because nobody had heard, even though, even though the last time I heard from him was Sometime last thing I heard about from of him was actually back at l- last month or the month before because he got married. But since then, nobody had really heard from him since August, as when his last video was with Lex and Brawl Stars. So, kind of shocked to see him again. <sighs> Good, at least. But I don't know if they can hang on to it, but I hope they do. <laughs> oh, cool. They changed the they changed the header and featuring the Call of Duty mobile team. Hmm. Yeah, the ones who are playing it is uh, Bolu, uh, Jez, Mar- Vague, Tectonic, and Marshy. <laughs> At least seeing uh, Jez without the sunglasses <laughs> brings out the best of him. So I'm glad, to say the least. But, sheesh. So anyway, I'll let you guys know if they're still um, hanging on by a thread or they get eliminated. This is crazy, but hashtag NHHope, hashtag Fear the Tribe, y'all. Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you guys that um, I got you guys some really great news. So I found out Tribe Gaming is still hanging on. They are now going to be fighting. They're going to be the waiting upon the loser's bracket in the semifinals between in Luminosity Gaming and Inco Stalwart. And I'm like, you kidding me? And of course, Bobby tweeted out, there's the three top three teams in the Mobile Mayhem tournament. And if you guys don't know, oh, oh, uh, the New York Subliners Mobile Mayhem holds uh, tournaments throughout the whole entire your uh, throughout the whole entire your, uh, Call of Duty mobile well, well, uh, that until the worlds well, it's in stage one through five, um, and it turns out every Every tournament that they held, Tribe Gaming comes out on top uh, with the usual team. I'm am, I am starting lineup of Bolu, Lu, Mashi, Vague, Hague. Originally, it was Jez and Slothy until Tectonic came. I think they were not doing so well, but then, of course, they did better when Tectonic took over and replaced... Uh, soft. So, (laughs) 
it's a uh, it's a crazy day hey for everybody but i i can't believe this and by the way the guys look so well, well great in their uh new tr- in their new tribe jerseys and i am very much glad to see that happening for the t- for the boys i mean the guys <laughs> anyway it was very brutal although oh there were some things that i couldn't believe like for example hawks is is and apparently uh apparently uh hawks Nest and john and were we're uh, celebrating according to a tweet that Hawksnest shared, and I couldn't believe those two. Uh, there was some silly stuff like Godsley and Hawksnest kissing the camera, blowing kisses. Actually, whatever was, Godsley blew kisses at Bobby Plays while Hawksnest kissed the camera. I was like, boys, jeez. I-, I was staying up, boys, jeez. Stop, stop making it so awkward. I know. I know, guys. (laughs) I mean, Godly, Godly, I can't believe he kissed, he threw Chris at Bobby Plays, and I don't think Bobby knows about this. Um, Of course, there was Bobby. Bobby shared a tweet of a video clip of Big trying to do the worm. I'm like, bruh. And I was dead and tag Cody in, but Cody, Cody got word, Cody got wind of it and posted and, it. <laughs> of course, uh, there was a tweet from, uh, of course there was a, uh, a tweet, eight. From uh, Tectonic, who says here, regarding the incident that happened today, I have apologized to the Wolves for my own wrongdoing. What I did was unsportsmanlike in the heat of the moment, but I can't take it back. And what I what I did, I truly was honored to play like teams like Q9 and Wolves. Thank you, you at Lucas underscore it's from not holding it against me, even though I don't deserve it. The teams, and then he forgot to tag in Wolves Esports, was amazing. And and as I said, it was an honor to play y'all such intense and high-level moment. Well, it first of all, it, that was an ex. First of all, don't get mad at him. And second of all, he had no idea. So, anyway, however, there was shock to everybody, including yours truly, finding out, oh, look who decided to show up and cheer for Tribe Gaming. It's Chief Pat. Oh, my, bruh. If you guys didn't know, the last time I had reported about Chief Pat, who is the co-founder with, of course, with John, um, the last time... Everybody heard from Pat. Well, let's just say it was it was more than a couple of weeks ago. He got married. 
And those who were at the wedding, thing, especially the groomsmen, two of them being John and OJ, hey, which I'm surprised to see. If you guys didn't know, uh, Chief Pat married to his longtime girlfriend. They've known each other for a very long time. Um, anyway, then, but, however, the last time the whole entire community had seen Pat made a YouTube video was back in August when he said to play Brawl Stars with Lex. So, nobody knew if Pat was going to, uh, join, I mean, was ever going to be seen again. And then, sure enough, here he is at the at the Call of Duty Mobile Stage 5 cheering on for Tribe Gaming. And I'm like, no way. Jeez, I'm like, it's like two things. One, it's a Christmas miracle Tribe Gaming is hanging on. And two, they have a good luck charm. It's the co-founder of Tribe Gaming, Chief Pat. I'm like, we haven't seen him in a long... I haven't seen him, him since he last tweeted about the about his wedding. I'm like, well, I'm just glad that Pat's still around. <laughs> I know, Joel jokes aside, but come on. I mean, the community is kind of con- wasn't know if he was going to be showing up, but he did. I was like, Pat? I'm like, sheesh. I wonder why they um, they have a good luck charm. Pat's there. <laughs> Goody. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, usually, uh, usually, um, I mean, I think ever since Pat had got married, I mean, I know that uh, John, who's the other co-founder of Tribe Gaming, has been uh, had attended the uh, Brawl Stars World Finals to cheer on for the two Tribe Gaming Brawl Stars team, and now he he's in he's in Raleigh, North Carolina, with every almost everybody in Tribe Gaming, thing. And, and including Godsley and Hawksnest are there. And of course, um, of course, Fug, uh, Imo, Yannick, and uh, Kyle are at their home countries, respectfully. So, I'm in shock. Uh, but uh, that's not the only kind of news that I need to share. So, bad news, y'all. Apparently, my team that I was hoping to pick up the first, their first major, LA Thieves, they lost. Uh, as well as some other teams, including uh, Las Vegas Legion. Um, but I think, I think the final, I don't, I think the final, what three teams or four teams? Let me look into this. Let me run the uh, to the Call of Duty League as they are tweeting this. Okay, so here's the final four teams. It's gonna be Seattle Surge versus Atlanta Fades. Toronto Ultra will be taken on against the New York Subliners. Whoever is gonna win will be taken on against the winner. Of the uh Toronto versus the new 
Toronto Ultra versus the New York Subliners will be taken on against the losers of the Seattle Surge versus Atlanta Phase. And the winner of the Seattle Surge Atlanta Phase will be taken on against the winner of the Elimination Final. Which I'm hoping, I would want to see Atlanta Phase take on against Toronto Ultra. Because as I'm as I'm going to roughly say this, the reason why I'm saying this is because, as if you guys don't know, their oh um the, their counterparts are it's the New York Subliners Mobile Mayhem in Call of Duty, uh in Call of Duty Mobile were eliminated on day one. And but um, for and for Seattle Surge's uh, parent company, who's also has stake in the Call of Duty Mobile of World Finals, Luminosity Gaming, they're the ones who are going to go at it against In Inco Stalwart. All right, so whoever is going to lose is facing off against Tribe Gaming. And I'm still, and I'm still holding true to my prediction. Tribe Gaming is going to win this. But as for the Call of Duty League Major One, I'm riding with is with Atlanta Face. Cause guess what? Face up, boys. Face up, girls. It is ride or die with Atlanta Face and Ace, the Face Clan, y'all. Uh, hashtag. E Z A F hashtag phase up. It's time to ride or die with phase clans and and CDL team. Just saying. That that or Toronto Ultra, because I don't want Seattle or New York making it, especially for Seattle. As, because there's no way in heck, 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 Luminosity Game is going to try to defeat Tribe Gaming. It is war, boys. It is war, girls. There is war approaching. And, and, and it's time we change the tunes. Atlanta Face, kick their butts. Send them home crying. Let, you know what? Or should I say, let Toronto Ultra make, send them home crying. Because it is a war. And as for Inco Stalwart, don't lose. Because otherwise, Tribe Gaming will have to do the dirty work. To kick them out. It is a war. It's war, man. It is war. And that's all to say. Oh, and before I before I mention this, I also want to before I get into the next one, I also want to mention thanks a lot to Hawks Nest for sharing this. Because even though I saw this on Bolo's Instagram story, eh, apparently, um, what happened was after the after they are hanging on by a thread in the losers bracket and, and holding on for at least the top three, in top three, eh, 
Apparently, they all went out for dinner, and they're at some kind of burger joint. And for some reason, Volo got a burger and two sides of fries. And I understand where the side of fries are coming from, because they look small for all. And Volo wants a lot of it, and they look... And by the way, the fries look so freaking yummy. I'm sorry, but they're thin. They're like... They're like they're like thin, not very thin. Like, not it. They're not like not. They're like like thin. I was like, what the heck? Because <laughs> of that bowl of ordered too. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> and of course, he also got a big bur. He almost got a big burger, but he has it with onions. I'm like, oh crap. I hope he likes the, I, I guess Bull likes onions in his burgers. <laughs> so anyway, hey, you guys definitely deserve that. That. <laughs> Just two more steps and it's over. Trap Gaming will be the kings of the world. Because after all, you're, after all, that is a diverse of 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 uh, diverse of of guys that I do have been joining in the last uh, several weeks or so. Oh, especially Bolu. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but anyway, I know I have. I know I trust these guys. So, after all, hashtag for the tribe. Let's go. Oh, before I about to say something, I want to mention this part. Okay, I guess thanks to Cody, because there was a video clip that Hawksnuts had done. And, um, where apparently the, the a whole time, those who are attending it, those who are representing Tribe Gaming is attending the, uh, watching in the Call of Duty mobile uh, guys ended up up hanging on by a thread uh, for their top three placement as the finals are going down tomorrow. And suddenly all I see is somebody raging. I'm like, is that OJ? And sure enough, Cody took a three shot and it was definitely OJ. Apparently, he's like going nuts. I'm like, bruh, you haven't gone crazy since the Brawl Stars World Finals. At least he's there, there, with, there, with, there with his best friend, G-Fat. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it, OJ. If you guys don't believe me, find some find any of the Brawl Star Tribe Gaming Brawl Stars YouTubers like Nat and or I don't know <laughs> or uh Lex Cairo Service Team or even Ray. Oh my word. <laughs> OJ's gone go I can't believe OJ's now left. And like last month, he was at the Tribe Gaming. He was last month. He was born in Tribe Gaming, two Brawl Stars teams at Brawl Stars Worlds, and now he's at 
Now he's at the Call of Duty Mobile World's finals. Supporting the, the, the supporting Bolu, Vague, Marshy, Jizz, and Tectonic. I'm like, bruh. Like, last month you were supporting Nick, Zolan, Easy Livy, Tyrant, Lenan, Drage, Tom, even though Cory was in the audience. It's, uh, this time it's Othley's in the audience. <laughs> I'm like, sheesh. So, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really great. <laughs> of course, like, of course, leave it up to OJ and make a scene. <laughs> I can't believe he made it up. I can't believe this. I don't like, jeez. Oh. <laughs> and here he was. As, as he tweeted about two days ago. Oh, he says here in this tweet. Why does negative five feel like death on the first no day? But then two months later, I'm overheating info. If I'm not in shorts. Um, and here's a photo of him and his dog. Uh, she looks so cute. I know it's a she. Anyway, and then of course he started to meme and John. And <laughs> when uh, Reddit tweeted out, uh, North Carolina, we're in, we are in. Hashtag Fear the Tribe. And apparently it's ever, apparently Apparently, <laughs> everybody's there. Nana's in the front. Then you have John and Kaner, and Cody's in the back. <laughs> and OJ just were tolerated this. But this was like over a day ago. And now, now, now I can tell he's in. Now he's in North Carolina, too. I'm like, when did you get your. When did you show up, Cody? Up, OJ. <laughs> you haven't gone crazy. I'm like I said before. You haven't gone crazy since the Brawl Stars World Finals. Was, was when when the NA had made it to the semifinals before losing to Zeta Division Zero. I'm like seriously. <laughs> oh boy. All I'm just saying, this better become a Christmas miracle if Tribe Gaming comes out on top. And I still say, stand by to my own words. Tribe Gaming, it is going to win this, this plain and simple. Oh, they had won in the past, as, as, and they will win again. I mean, after all, the Stage 4, they had a heck of a comeback. After they've been tossed into the loser's bracket, 
in the stage four for the NA region, and and they climbed back up to top to take the crown, and now they're gonna do it again, and once that happens, I'll be very happy, because I'm very even though how much has been going through for Tribe Gaming, and since September, when the Clash of Clans had came out runners up at losing to Queen Walker Stephanie. Luke is 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 didn't make it past the top well, did not make it towards the top five. If if our King's team got spanked and the only victory they have against was Team Castle the two Brawl Stars team for Tribe Gaming, Ming, EU made it to the quarterfinals, but Tribe Gaming North America came in with at the semifinals, but before losing to Zeta Division, and now all lies on on North Car- on Rally North Carolina, yeah. and where Tribe Gaming thing, Ming's Call of Duty mobile team is the last. Chance for them to bring home the trophy. It's time to clutch the crown. And I know. It's not over yet. Sorry, JJ. (laughs) So, yeah. But I can't believe OJ's there. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna win, no matter if they're with or without OJ and Pat being there. <laughs> All right, I want to go a little bit quickly in my best thoughts about what happened in NCIS Hawaii because I was supposed to cover that and I forget if I did or if I didn't. I am very much apologizing already, but let me explain. So. <coughs> I forgot to do it because there was a lot of things going on, and sure enough, I was very frustrated. So what happened on uh, NCIS Hawaii, um, in one episode, they were dealing with a case that had to deal with a mother there who was being kidnapped, but first by a bounty hunter, er, <coughs> But turned out that she was on the run. Now her husband is a, uh, I think is is on a navy submarine. <clears throat> anyway, hey, hey, the reason why she was kidnapped and why she was on the run and almost got kidnapped again, and is because the reason why that she was in fact. Uh, was being uh, detained while she was on the run in the first place, especially when she got jumped her bail, is because it turns out she was falsely accused of... How do I say this? She was falsely accused of... of uh, siphoning... Mu- money when the fact is she turns out she's a whistleblower or, and she had evidence of proof if, if, despite that she was claimed that she was uh, frauding the company when the fact is the bosses that she worked for were doing the thing of the money 
into chat shelters. And badly enough, um, there were a lot of craziness. Of course, they were also taking care of and protecting uh, this woman's son. And when the fact is that she didn't do anything wrong except for she had to run away because because originally she was working in Chicago, but she ended up in uh, Hawaii. And apparently because telling NCIS the truth about what's been going on is because of what it was. And she was going to hand this over, but apparently there were... Apparently, the her bosses were after her, and, and they had men to take her out, uh, completely. And the reason why she went run, she went on the run in the first place is because she was pregnant with her son, and and that's why she wanted to have a better life for both of them. And sure enough, that's what it was. Now, the second one, I I think I talked even though I had to catch her the last one before the before the next before the crossover is happening. I told you about that it turns out that somebody kidnapped uh Carla Crowley who is who helped uh NCIS Pearl Harbor with their case. Ace but, um, sorry, NCS Pearl, um, but, uh, let's see, um, anyway, the other one, it had to deal with, uh, started off by a, uh, a murder at the, at a plague, and it turns out it had to deal with safe houses, and Jane had to rely on a good friend named Charlie one who was the last time was seen and he helped uh Jane in in out uh taking care of how do I say this last time he was seen and he and Jane worked together trying to get the information on who was responsible for killing uh Captain Millis's friend and and that Russian guy that the Russians wanted to trade it, it for. It was kinda of crazy to see it happen, but yeah. But they worked together in uh, finding out to had to deal with Save houses and they had to save somebody. It was really weird. But the one with went with uh, Carla Crowley was really better because uh, because there were a lot of things happening. Of course, actually throughout the whole throughout the whole entire process was in the episode where uh, Jane and her team had to help this kid to get his mom back. I, when she turns out she was a whistleblower, and despite her husband was on a naval sub, of um, he had no idea. Anyway, a around that time, uh, Lucy got word that she was allowed to be become agent afloat 
coach, which she was telling everybody how she was going to tell this to Kate eight, eight Whistler, her girlfriend and FBI and the agent, which apparently, if you guys didn't know, Lucy wasn't send up, didn't tell Kate until she noticed her girlfriend was frazzled out or something. And then, of course, of course, uh, Kate was fine with it. But anyway, uh, since then, um, and, uh, Whistler tried to be there for, for Lucy's teammates while Lucy is agent afloat because she went through with it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was hard to see it happening, but I'm, but don't worry, guys. Lucy will be back. Heck, she'll be back for the upcoming NCIS verse uh, episode, as I can con- can confirm that. And yeah, and the preview about this is gonna be really crazy. And I don't know if I explained this to already in early of the podcast, but. I can confirm. Yes, this has to do with a case that so there was a it's somebody who's responsible for much of training these guys, all of them of on NCIS. Now, at first, I thought this was about Hedy Lane, but I don't know why or how. <coughs> but now it's actually everybody. All three teams are being targeted by somebody like who's who took out their professor. And they said it's some kind of hitman. It it may be turned out to be a plot twist, and it's somebody that either, which I'm putting my money, it's somebody that the NCS Los Angeles team knows, knows, which it could be that Hetty could be behind this. I don't know. And there's got to be a reason why. Hey, but for now, I don't know what much about this to say the least. But I'm pretty sure. There'll be a lot of questionings. Even though, let me explain. Yeah, the ev- there is a sneak preview of this. It starts off on NCIS when um, everybody's converging in, in Washington because of a professor. Or because he's retiring and it turns out he's... He got, he was murdered. And because of that, now everybody has to work together on this case. Now, I don't know if there, but there is some kidnapping. And I think it's probably, I think the ones who get kidnapped is probably Jane Tennant and Lucy Tara. They both get kidnapped. If so, Kate Whistler's going to be so angry about this. (laughs) I don't know why. I thought, when I saw two people, at first I thought it maybe would be Callan and Hetty, but it's not. I think I think who the ones who got rescued is probably Jane and, and Lucy. Or it could be Jane and Nick. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that I have to want to know. Now, the I still don't know why NCIS had to push... Why the why NCS or actually should specifically CBS push it back uh, is probably there might be football games going on, and I think on the in the New Year I'll have to look on New Year's the day after New Year's I'll look into that and see if that's entirely true or not. But I don't know if it is or not. But anyway, um, so yeah, there'll be a lot of other things we'll be going through, but. 
hopefully I will find out by then. And anyway, so yeah, but once the new year happens and but after November after January second, all those wolf shows are back on. I'm just starting off on January third with all three episodes three episodes of FBI, FBI, International FBI Most Wanted. And, and Wednesday is the one Chicago episodes where we have left off with cliffhangers on uh on Chicago Fire and Chicago PD. And then with uh and then there is back in with the Law and Order er, shows as well. So it would be crazy to see how that kicked off. So let's hope it goes well, shall we? <laughs> well, I have some more news, guys. <laughs> the Call of Duty Mobile Thrill Championship has ended. And this is why you never... Go against your girl. A lot of some people said, "Oh no, Trey's not gonna win." Really? You want to prove that? Now, <laughs> I would say that, despite of a huge fiasco between, um, despite of a little fiasco. Oh, but I had a hard. F- I had a feeling that Tribe would come out on top, and a lot of people don't get is why would I choose Tribe? Well, it's because plain and simple, you got Bolu, Marshy, she, who had been there there last year, and the new and the newcomers, and now. The dust has been settled. Now, it was crazy enough that even though I didn't realize Inko Stalwart is actually the Stalwart team who actually were a part of the Brawl Stars World Finals, which they got eliminated by Team Queso, while Tribe Gaming's two Brawl Stars team, EU and North America, until the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Now, for, but in the Call of Duty mobile scene, Stolwart ended up taking third place after they both, after a loss at Luminosity Gaming and, and at Tribe Gaming. So it came down to the final. About between who would dominate eight, 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 the eight, um, NA. And I knew that Tribe Gamer would do this, but despite there was a, there were some terrible comments aiming at Tribe Gamer because there were things they're saying, oh, Activision. She didn't favor them. No, that's not entirely true. Why would they do that? <sighs> anyway. A. 
I, either way, I'm proud of how the guys had came so far. And because of that, and despite your girl was so tired again, because goddamn, and with the sleeping situation, and on top of that, with uh, the food. (laughs) Anyway, if there's anybody in the world who definitely deserves this, it's definitely his tribe gaming. Dang. And I know most of you guys are going to ask me, so how much money did they walk away? About $700,000. So, so despite that, I think Tribe gets part of that. But anyway, that's fine. Even if that, even if the, so, for, for... I even know if they didn't, um, they would have to divide it with, uh, all, I believe all six players. So, that leaves us with, let's, let me see how much money that leads them. Despite if they didn't do anything else. Um... Let's see, divided by six. Each pro, each of the team is walking away with at least eleven, eleven, thousand dollars. Well, it says, well, despite if it happened, but and the reason why I'm saying six, not five, even though it should go to the five. But I'm being fair because Sophie did help out anyway. But if it goes to the five, it would be fair enough to be walking away with. We have to be fair. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Everybody's responding to this. (laughs) Anyway, so if you guys want to hear the reaction, see see what the response is? Well, there's a lot. So it says here, Drage says, let's effing go. Oh, hashtag tribe win, ice up. (laughs) <laughs> if you guys don't know, Dre Check, who's one of the pro players, there's for Tribe Gaming's Brawl Stars team, um, in the EU, uh, they came into the quarterfinals, but, uh, he's very much not happy with them, um, and I hope he resigns with Tribe and work harder again, and... <laughs> of course, Elikio, Elikio, I guess how you say it, he's the creative director for Tribe Gaming. He responded with the gift saying, let's go. Oh, Ash has shoes who pops off, off 
into mostly for tribe gaming and other things than the Call of Duty uh, mobile stuff. He says, let's effing go, boys. GG's and congratulations. A stream who I kind of like. He says, let's effing, he said, LFG, let's effing go. Oh, oh chat. Thanks for a crazy showdown. Um, heck, Spen, who actually, re who's actually has been part of, call who has been part of the Brawl Stars community scene and used to play for Tribe Gaming's uh, Brawl Stars and a former uh, Brawl Stars world champion, but he was playing under for Nova Esports. Uh, he dispenses W. You. <laughs> Apparently, they, a another YouTuber known as Sono, oh, who's really well known associated with Ferg, says goats. <laughs> and then of course there's Eric, who's who is a content producer for Tribe Gaming, and and uh, who actually got called out by Lex and Carlos. <laughs> in a uh, Brawl Stars video on the Tripe Gaming YouTube channel. Oh, oh. He says, let's go. <laughs> anyway, that's not the only thing's happening. <laughs> Anyway, Ferg, who co-owns Drive Gaming, he tweeted out, We won the Con Mobile World Championship at Drive Gaming. And then he tags the guys. It's out, absolutely outstanding game from Vague, Marshy, Bolu, Tectonic, and Jazz. Couldn't be more proud of them. And that's true. That cool. Uh, hashtag for the tribe win is trending. <laughs> oh god, Marshy tweeted this one out. Out, he's one. Of the, he's one of the guys. He says one the one Call of Duty Mobile Western Worlds Online twenty twenty one one Call of Duty Mobile Worlds Offline twenty twenty two. Off. That's even more like you guys won the land. So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I even though a lot of people who were, like, saying bad things about Towards Tribe Gaming, but seriously, I am very much proud of how Tribe Gaming is coming out of this. Because, as I said, 
in the beginning that for the, whoever was going to win stage five, I always know Tribe Gaming would be the ones. A lot of people are thinking, no way, that's not true. And then they, when Tribe's doing the best, people are accusing them, saying, oh, Activision is playing favorites, they're bribing. No, they don't do that. Never. Uh, all right? There's been a lot of things that Tribe Gaming has done and working so hard. All right. No matter what. That's how I like to see this. So, a lot of people are just, some are just jealous. No matter what, I am really much happy for the t team. crud can't believe this anyway wow this is crazy <laughs> anyway so far and i'm also finding out that i guess atlanta face is destroying um is definitely destroying uh Seattle search. And they tweeted just wait, they just tweeted this out. Wait, let me see. Just doing what we do. Hashtag easy AF. Yep. That's good. I like that. I I know what you guys are saying. This isn't what your team you're choosing. Yeah, I am. I just want Atlanta Faves to just at least defeat Seattle Surge and teach Luminosity Gaming a lesson. Never go against the GOATs. No matter what. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I am very much happy for Tribe Gaming to come out on top.
uh, because they deserve this, and I'm very much proud of it. Uh, thank you guys for it all, and uh, yeah, it's very cool. Okay, um, I'm gonna end this podcast because until I am, I don't know, I'm gonna be trying to do a holiday Christmas episode or not, but. I'm going to wrap this up right now to say um, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, I am looking forward to seeing more er, of the rest of the the season. So for all the shows, uh, I'll be finding out information what's going on within Tribe Gaming and let you guys know. And also maybe some other stuff. Anyway, guys, I hope you and guys and gals and those in between, um, thank you all for listening. Um, one thing for sure is I'll let you, is, um, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just crazy. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I'll see you guys then. Till then. Bye now.